kind of a tough day, aren't you? I'm having a really hard four kids, man. Well, that's what's oh, going to happen. What else do How's Philip Rivers doing? He's phenomenal. We've he got like nine, something like that. Fucking oh, he's fucking kids? Not football, kids. Hey, how do you that think fucking way out of whack. Travis Henry or camaraderie's done? Come on, come They just pay the mo- pay the money to the moms to fucking deal with it. Oh, they do. That's oh, yeah. They don't deal with it. They don't fucking do a damn thing. <laughs> River's about the only one that does. I give him that. Why don't you sit down? I fucked up. If you're not drunk, ladies and gentlemen, uh-huh, get ready to get fucked up. Let's do it. <laughs> That's the wrong intro to the show, but. Uh, Holy shit. We're here. It's uh, your football fantasy. I'm Dweez Nuts. We got both of my boys here sitting on the couch, ready to handle a couple of shots. Because look, we got some stuff wrong. We made some bets. We played some three and a pink, two and a stink this week. It's shot day, and I feel like from here on out, every week we're gonna be taking some shots on the air, guys. You excited for that? Fucking right, buddy. I think we got some schnapps here today because we're a bunch of because it's the bullfrog providing, and when he provides, it's fruity, my <laughs> it's friends. It's delicious. It's fruity-licious. Uh, before we get to our shots, uh, let's do some news just to get it out of the way. This week in football. All right, handful of things, folks. Doug Baldwin is now on two bum knees. Two to four weeks is the timetable I last heard about. Uh, him before he comes back, but he will be playing on two bum knees. 85% with one bad knee, you got to imagine that that puts him at, what, 70% with two? I'll tell you this, in my home league, the owner that drafted Doug Baldwin dropped him this week, and I and I ran as quickly as I could to the waiver riot wire to try to throw a bid in on him. How do you guys feel about Doug Baldwin? Season long, he's going to be back, he's going to play, do we trust him at all? Go ahead. Oh, you, you got the most right last week, so man. start it off. I don't know. I, I own him in one league. I do if he can get out there. Uh, I'd like. I think he's a good player. I think he's a good receiver. Uh, again, two bum knees, man. Hard to be an NFL receiver on two bum knees. Do you feel worse about him if you drafted him? Like I feel like I'm in a spot right now trying to get him. That if I get him, I'm going to feel awesome. But if I had drafted him and he's on my team, I feel awful. Right, so either way, he's gonna end up on my team. But yeah, I mean, because you're nothing for him, and what did you fucking right? Because you're, you know, you're drafting him as a first or second receiver, and now all of a sudden you're starting the season with zero. You know, so that fucking hurts. If I pick him up, it'll be my flex guy every week. So that's a big difference there, as far as value. Exactly. Um, No, I I am concerned because realistically, when's he gonna get started? Yeah. To me, when he comes back, there's nobody else. Will Disley's not a legitimate threat in the NFL, right? Like, there's nobody else on this team. I mean, we'll talk about some guys a little bit later, but Doug Baldwin's going to come in, and you've got to imagine even hobbled, he's going to get a lot of opportunity. Nick Foles is going to start once again, as Carson Wentz has still not been cleared for contact. One, question one, when do you guys think Wentz comes back? Question two, is Foles startable in any format? Or any size league while Wentz is out. Carson Wentz, I am not the good doctor, nor any kind of doctor, so I'm gonna leave that fucking call up to them. As far as as far as uh, Nick Foles goes, I'm not starting him anywhere. But I think he bounces back this week against Tampa. I think he has a respectable week. I think Wentz will be back by week four. And Foles, no, not after last week. So he's, he's got to show something. I would wager a bet that in a lot of those leagues, Carson Wentz is being dropped. 
by his owner after this news coming out, the fact that he's just not even practicing in contact drills. Well, we're all in a league and it happened, right? Yes. It, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, is, is this somebody, if you are in one of these leagues and you have a, you know, if you if you're, maybe your bench is kind of big or maybe you're not really in love with your quarterback, at what point do you say, I'm going to go pick him up and stash him? I would. I mean, I'm an Andrew Luck owner, one quarterback owner, and I think the Colts are like a week nine bye. If I could snag him and put him on there, he'd be back by week nine. Oh, for sure. Depends on the makeup of your roster. If you have a roster spot to store him, I absolutely would do it. Would you prefer to store him or like a fifth running back? I would prefer to store Carson Wentz at this point. Okay. A lot of upside. Some leagues have an IR spot, too. He's upside guy. Like my one league, we have an IR spot specifically. Oh, I hate those leagues. That's ridiculous. Carson Wentz is not on the IR. No, they don't. No, have to but be he's on saying that you get a spot as long to put. As they're not active. Those are real. Those are those real leagues. <laughs> I've been in the if only listeners... IR leagues I've ever been on. You had to be technically IR by in the league in order to be put on. Uh, like in our dynasty league, it'd be great because we got five. Would we tell the listeners that, that they if they have an IR spot that they should probably get rid of that because that's not a real fantasy football league then? No, I like that. <laughs> that's a bad fan. Listeners, get rid of that. You Both, say that. Changes. You say that. I respond with this. Everything and everything the Bullfrog says on this show today is been tr- being going to be treated like fucking Midas touch gold here, okay? Just Thanks. so you guys know. Thanks, buddy. I, I know you guys can't see this stuff, but Bullfrog immediately goes to his penis. <laughs> Every time. And fucking fisting, baby. nuts immediately Every starts lip licking his lips. Time. This, <laughs> is, what I, this is, looks, is what I have to deal with on juicy. a weekly basis. Remember that prison plan? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, got some, we got some practice in. Hey, guys. Uh, Josh Allen's going to start this week. Obviously, Peterman's done because he's garbage. Uh, I, you know, there's a handful of really tough matchups still for the Bills <laughs> going forward over the next three weeks. A lot, um, actually. Is this a guy that you know? Maybe if you're in a two quarterback league, do you stash and kind of hold on to and wait? No, I know you hate Allen. I, I, I think it's just way too early to. I, I don't have any faith in the Bills. Unless Bullfrog somehow pulls out another random stat. Like, the minute Bullfrog says he's <laughs> thinking in, the Bills are coming up, you into, fucking yeah. sign them That I would, but realistically, uh, I have no faith in the Bills. The Bills are a garbage team, I'd say, with real. I mean, I've been doing fantasy too long, and everybody jumps on and off real fast. I just think Buffalo's going to be a much more respectable outing this week against the There Chargers. it is. You heard him. So you go fucking pick up Josh Allen. That was the question. Go sign no, your Josh I'm, not, I'm not picking up Josh go Allen. Go sign your Calvin Benjamin. I'm still picking the Chargers to win. I just don't think it's a 48 to seven game like it was Week One. I think. I hope they let Allen play football. I mean, he's going to be shitty at times, but at other times he could be really good. He flashed some, good and that would be better than what they did Week One. This is the start of one of our bets, man. Play. Yes, that it is. is. We just need to see your boy Mayfield get well, on. Drew the Brees field. says he's been better than him. Hey, yeah, yeah, he, he did. did say that, didn't he? Cam he did. Meredith, speaking of Breeze, Cam Meredith was a healthy scratch in week one. Another stash question. We all, you know, in the early offseason when the signing happened, Wiz, you were here, and we got excited about the signing. Yeah. Cam Meredith could have an opportunity. But the coaching staff simply said, Peyton said, he, look, he just didn't get enough time coming off of that knee injury in practice. He wasn't ready with the playbook, with the route tree. He wasn't prepared to step on the field for the team yet. Is this a guy, at what point do we stash Cam Meredith, hoping that that potential that we saw early on comes to fruition? Well, I don't, can you actually put him on, keep him on your roster spot right now? That's what I would question. Yeah. I mean, if I had the option to, to cut Cam Meredith and pick up Carson Wentz, I'd do it in a heartbeat right now. Heartbeat. I mean, I don't think you can pick him up unless Thomas or Ginn go down. 
Yeah, and then it's going to yeah. be a race to the wire to see who picks him up because he'll he'll step in or maybe Taquan fucking Smith or whoever. But I would say without an injury, I'm staying away. Yeah, I would say in my dynasty league, I'd like to trade for him. <laughs> but my dynasty. How league old is he? Twenty five, six, maybe. Doesn't matter how old he is. Yeah, Have you seen that. our roster? It's fucking <laughs> terrible. Leonard Fournette is back at practice. You know he pulled that hamstring, which probably scared you a whole lot, huh, Wiz? He's your butt buddy. No, he's my butt buddy. I like him. Uh, he's practicing again, likely to get in the game. However, the coaching staff said Yeldon's likely to get some work as well. Yeldon looked really good in replacement last week. He was a waiver wire darling uh, last week. We talked about him on our Tuesday episode. You know, are you yet concerned that Fournette's not going to be able to play all season or that he's not going to be able to play for more than another two years? He did this all last year as well and still and finished. And the year before. And, finished. and the year before. He's only and been the, the year before. He was a rookie last year, buddy. In college and in high school. Um, he finished, I think, with the second most in fantasy points per game as a running back. So, no. I, mean, I feel like he pulled I'm his hamstring concerned. getting off the bus the first day. He may have. Okay. I'll take, I'll take those, those tight hamstrings. I mean, I get it's New England, but I'd sit him. This I would week, sit him a week if I was the Jags. Just let him get I, from healthy. a fantasy perspective. I mean, we, we'll talk about him later, but I don't think you should start him this week. No, I mean, exactly. or, you're going to start him anyways because he's Fournette. If he's in, you almost have to. But you're just asking for a mediocre, yeah, performance. very mediocre so. performance. A mediocre performance that may end early if he reaggravates right, that hamstring. Hamstrings are tough. Yeah, then you're real fucked. Although, I mean, although, what was the quote the coach said? Uh, it was in a good part of his life. <laughs> well, I mean, look what the Giants did with Barkley. In the off season, he he did. A, I mean, he was walking on it fine, but you could tell it bothered him, and they sat him for like twelve days. And his first game back, he looked like he had no idea where he was on <laughs> all of his plays, True, except but for that. He still made one play. That's all it takes. Greg Olson re-injured his foot, which I guess was relatively likely. Uh, there was a lot of talk early in the week he might be done for the year, but he says he's going to take a few weeks off, and then he's going to play and just wait till after the season's over for surgery. <laughs> to me, this says. He's done and over with. Even if he comes back, don't expect anything out of this guy except maybe some blocking. We have Ian Thomas on our dynasty team, which we'll see. I don't know. I don't think that Panthers offense looked nearly as good as I hoped last week. But uh, Greg Olson, anybody? Nope. Done. Done. Nope. Done. He fell. Yeah. Dumpster. Here's a, uh, speaking of dumpster fires, Martavis Bryant signed back to the Oakland Raiders after he was straight cut. Is are, are is everybody with me at this point that John Gruden is awful at life and football? At life, I like John Gruden. Well, he's getting like ten million dollars to be the worst coach hey, ever. The worst fucking can't blame him. Player personnel manager. Ever. Give him some him. time to get acquainted before you just start fucking. Con- you know. See, same thing, man. Watch them fucking come out here and perform well against the fucking Broncos. Division game probably will happen. Yeah, I don't see it happening. That first drive last week, Amari was Cooper really good. goes for like three scores. Hey, Le'Veon Bell's not back on the team yet. I still traded for him. Ooh, big mistake. It's fine. He'll come back eventually. Uh, Joe Mixon, last night, if you watched the game Thursday night, Joe Mixon looked amazing until he went out once, twice, three times in the game for this knee. Even went back to the uh, locker room at one point. Turns out he needs some surgery. He's got a little bone chip floating around in his knee. He's going to have to have that cleaned up and scraped out. I think early calls, what, two weeks, what they say? Um, I heard his mo- he might be back next week. Man, he looks good with the ball. This, this is an eye test guy that's just fucking on fire right now for me. He's always falling forward, always getting yards. 
That's the impressive part. The hope is that you, your Mixon owner in your league doesn't watch football, and you can trade for Mixon right now because his stat line didn't look amazing. I mean, what, he had 85 yards yeah. last week, right? He didn't score a touchdown. He didn't score a touchdown last Only week. Only one catch, three yards. Very, very average performance. Maybe so. you can trade for him and get him uh, on your roster, somebody that just looks really good. Now, will this knee be a problem all year? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, their offensive line looks fucking good compared to last year. So oh. it'll be interesting to see how the season plays out. Maybe these Bengals fucking have some good fantasy seasons. We were talking about last night. How long, didn't, it, didn't they, like, wasn't it five games or six games where they didn't score a touchdown last year? In the, to begin the year. Yeah. They had the lowest amount of yards by, like, a lot. Yeah. For an Something horrific. Yeah. It had to be a bounce back year. Uh, Marquise Goodwin is out and injured. Dante Pettis steps into the role do we like Pettis? Is Pettis maybe a flyer pick for people out there this week in San Francisco? He looked pretty good last week in just a small amount of work he got. So I, I watched this game in particular. It was a great. I know, it, was a, it was an entertaining game, right? Yeah. It was the Vikings versus San Fran. I would tell you this: there are a lot of players early in the season, not even rookies, that that look overwhelmed in the game. Yeah, Pettis was not one of them. He looked comfortable. He looked comfortable. The game was slow to him. He looked like a natural player. I think he is a great pickup this week. If Goodwin is out this week, he is. is he's out. already listed. Or he's out. going to be out for extended periods of yeah. time. So, I mean, I think Pettis, look, again, he looked good. So, the question is you know, if he steps in here and performs really well this week, maybe after Goodwin comes out, I'm not saying he replaces him completely, but Pettis has an opportunity this week yeah. to make a, make a place for himself on that play card sheet. Now, if Goodwin comes back. Pettis replaces fucking Garcon. Garcon, yeah. That guy that, that's what happens. Piece of that's shit. your 50 bucks right well, there. Well, I, I, I think to that point, I mean, he, he, yeah. Pettis will stay if, if he performs. So. My only concern this week would be if the Lions, you know, uh, put Slay on Pettis. I mean, if I were the Lions, I'd put Slay on Pettis and let some other shitbag guard Garcon because he's a shit. Well, he's, he's, he's slow. Yeah. He's over the middle. But maybe they'll put Slay and yeah, waste, waste him on. Slay healthy? Wasn't he hurt last week? Yeah, he came back and finished the game. Okay. He got hurt early in the game and he came back. But this is something to watch. And you know what? If you're if you're scrambling, scratching at the bottom of the barrel, maybe Dante Pettis is a flex option for you guys this week. Uh, could could be interesting. Definitely worth watching. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, both on these Packers, are at this point listed as questionable. I said it before. I'll say it again. Fuck Aaron Rodgers. Uh, who knows what the fuck is happening with this guy? They're being so shady about releasing any information out of Green Bay. What do you do if you're a Rodgers or Adams owner? Specifically, what do you do if you're a Rodgers owner? I know we're going to get to this a little later in the show, but do you have confidence rolling him out there? I don't know what time is the game. It's the 1 o'clock. They're lucky. Yeah. It's real lucky. It's the 1 o'clock game. So, so you know, do you go now and get another quarterback stash? Maybe go Yeah, go, go of course you do. you got to have somebody. Yeah. Okay. So I, guess I think you're worried. Higher probability plays, right? He's Aaron Rodgers. I'm assuming he will play. Sure, but he tore something in his knee. If I was the Packers, though, I might keep him out of this game. <laughs> I mean, well, they should have kept him out of the fucking Bears I game mean, and let the Bears walk away with the victory. <laughs> God damn it! Even if he was healthy, how much would you have expected out of him against Minnesota? I mean, you would have tempered your expectations yes. even if he was healthy. Yes, you're correct. I absolutely would not temper my expectations. But, I mean, I would. Aaron Rodgers' tempered expectations are, are two touchdowns. Yeah, two two twenty five and two. <laughs> yeah, that's more. tempered. One more still, than two twenty. Still, still seventy and three. But that's tempered. tempered. That's tempered. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, go get yourself a backup. If you're looking at more more concerning, I think is the Devonte Adams thing. You know, 
have a backup plan prepared. Again, you're lucky that it's a 1 o'clock game. You don't have to worry about it. So likely you have somebody else that you might be able to flood in there. Here's a pro tip for you guys. If you have Devontae Adams, and he's questionable at this point, we don't know what's going to happen, put him in your flex spot right now. Okay? You've got two healthy wide receivers in there. So if, if at game time they say Adams is out, you have options to put in a running back, a tight end, or a wide receiver. If you leave him in that wide receiver spot, then you're a little bit stuck. Put him in the flex spot right now. Anybody that's questionable, anybody that's questionable in late games, put him in the flex spot. Uh, Marlon Mack, is Marlon Mack back? And if he is, do we give a shit? Right now, the, the reports are, are confident that he should be ready to play, but they're not saying that he's starting yet. If Let's say he's back and starting. Do we roll him out there? I'll tell you no. this. I picked up Wilkins last week and started him. Lackluster. Yeah. You watch Naheem Hines out there who had a role out there. Lackluster. We know as a general rule, running backs behind Andrew, Andrew Luck are lackluster. But it's Marlon Mack, baby. Yeah, it's it's a committee one way or the other. I'm not well, Marlon Mack's the, better, the best one of those guys. Probably, right? but I'm not excited about any of them. Yeah, I agreed. Play him. I would not play him, yeah. No. There's no way. Especially if they're saying that he, he may or may not start. May or may not start. Yeah. yeah. Next week. I got him. He's one of my starting running backs in week three. Watch it happen. Darren Sproles is out. Does that mean my boy Clementine can get something done? The answer is no. AJ, I read something said he's turning into a workhorse running back. coming out and coming out all week long singing J.H.I.E.'s praises. So get him in your lineups. Pick him in your dailies. I think. We'll get to the daily deep throat later. Next thing we got to do here, that's pretty much your news. I'm sure there's more in there that we left out, but God damn it, we've got a lot to talk about, uh, including this. God, that's long. All right, we've got some shots to take. We have some bets on the line here in week one. There's two bets I want to talk about. First off, very early in the offseason, after Bullfrog just joined the show, I think it was the last time he made a mistake in his fantasy football analysis. He said Andrew Luck would not start in week one, and he did. Who did he bet? Who did he make that bet with? Um, Dweez Nuts. Yeah. Dweez yeah. Nuts wins a bet because... Dweez Nuts is the man. However, I also bet with the big whiz here that Kenyon Drake would end a top 24 running back last week. I don't know where he ended up, but I fucking promise you he was not top 24. I think he had six points. You going to look up where he finished for us, buddy? Yeah. You look I, up where he finished because uh, Bullfrog and I have to take a shot. Cheers. Schnapps, baby. Oh, God. Oh, that's reminds real me smooth. Of, reminds me of middle school. Real smooth, uh, That's not the only shots that need to be done today. As promised, three in the pink, two in the stink are always going to result in one of your hosts taking a shot for the worst performance. I'm going to pass it over now to Bullfrog and let him kind of run this down for you. We have 13 players in our league. We're not going to talk about all of you, but he'll he'll hit you with the highlights to see where we stand after week one in our brand new fantasy game. All right. Uh, let's, let's start at the top here, guys. Uh, coming in first place this week, we're going to mention the good doctor. Puts up 108 positive points on ADP compared to week one rankings. Wow. Leading... Uh, leading point getter was Kenny Stills as the just the tip guy picks up 44 points and he gained six no he gained 48 points by picking LaShawn McCoy as his 10 foot pole. So those I think, are his two big. I was looking at this. I think he's the only guy that scored positive points across the board. Is yeah, that right? He uh, he did very well week one with his picks. We'll see how that continues to go. Positive 108. 
I don't know if that's good or bad because this has literally never been done before. The next, uh, the next team we have to mention is uh, the winner of the name game. Three in the pink, two in the stink. That's nice. Charles DeMar. He Charles. puts up a positive 80. Uh, and then last place goes to uh, Katie Babs. She came in with a score of negative 29. Um, Mar- uh, Marquise Goodwin really uh, brought her down. ADP 38. He finished week one as 106. Ouch. So you guys can do the math on that one. Do you think this has anything to do with the fact that she's a lady? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Sorry, Katie. We love you, I'm sure. Uh, that's But that's bad. Negative 29 to a positive 108. Again, I have no idea if that's a big lead or not. But, it's but big. it feels big. Speaking of that, I did hear it was Goodwin's labia that was damaged. <laughs> no? What would you just say? He tore his left labia. <laughs> No. Anyway, that's a vagina flap. As far as these guys in the room here, uh, mediocre, mediocre at let's best. Let's start at the, let's start at the top and work our way down. Of the three of us, who did best after week one? Dewey's nuts himself is in first place with a positive eighteen. I'll take eighteen. Big Wiz came in second at negative fifteen. I got Aaron Jones. I'm okay with this right now. Yeah, I'm gonna take a shot next week. I'm okay with this. Hang on, hang on, hang on. And let's clear this up. All right. If he's second place and he was negative 19, you're saying the experts in the room and in the game, two out of the three of us got a negative score? It's a long season. Jesus It's Christ. a long Bullfrog, season. what's your score? In the Bullfrog, with all my daily expertise that I gave you guys last week, somehow I, uh, I came in uh, last place amongst the three of us with a negative 22 points. Who killed you? Oh, who fucking killed me? Jameson Crowder. <laughs> Negative 30. Mm. And Delvin Cook, negative 13. Those are my two. Uh, and then just nothing that nothing that special. No big positive. So, for finishing last, that's another shot Get for done, me. Good night. We'll see you next week. That's it. Because two shots of schnapps and he's done, folks. That's who we're dealing with here. All right. Uh, so... While we're talking about last week, and while we're talking about our performances, we thought we'd just take a couple of seconds here and kind of run down how we did last week. All right? So, obviously, we made a lot of calls for you guys. You listened and did absolutely everything we asked of you. Sometimes that fucked you over. Sometimes that worked out beautifully for you. Uh, Let's just kind of break it down. All right, so we're looking at our uh, can't get it up, guys. These are our big boys that we said we're going to underperform for you guys this week at quarterback. I think uh, I picked Russell Wilson. Yep. How'd that go? Not so good. Not good. <laughs> uh, we also said Big Ben at the Browns. How'd he do? Who said that one? I did. Of course, the fucking bullfrog said it, and it was spot on, folks. I picked Barkley as your running back. Don't start him. And I'll tell you this. Outside of his 60-some yard touchdown run, he looked like garbage. So I'm going to call that as a win. Can I? No. Kenyon Drake? That was your call, Wiz. Were you right on that one? Yes, I was. Look, we got Kareem Hunt listed on there. I put that on the list even though I didn't say it on air. I'm going to take it as a win. Bullfrog says LaShawn McCoy because Bullfrog is always... I think there's a theme here. Bullfrog is always right. What else? Odell Beckham Jr.? That was you? That was okay. I mean, he, he, we told him to manage expectations, and he did that. 11 catches, 111 yards. We said we was not giving a touchdown, man. He didn't score. I picked Mike Evans. That didn't go so hot. I think 160 yards in a touchdown. That was one of the ones that hurt bad. My bad. 
The other guy that I listed on this paper that I didn't... Okay. Just, I didn't say this out loud on the air, and I'm glad I did it, but I'm going to tell you now because I'm honest. I wrote down here as a, uh, a stud-wide receiver that you should probably sit. That'd be Tyreek Hill. <laughs> yeah. Don't listen to anything I have to say. Did he have four catches? Wasn't it something ridiculous? It was not very many. He, he had like uh, 198 seven. yards and three touchdowns. I think he had like seven in the next high. Then everybody else had like one, 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 one. Well, who's the, what's the wide receiver you gave us, Bullfrog? Uh, I don't know. It's Corey Davis. You were right oh, again. Corey Davis. Even there though he had 14 targets. Ton of targets. Played like shit. Uh, in the flex, I suggested Keelan Cole. Garbage. on Johnson. Garbage. Cooper Cuff actually had a good game. Well, who'd you guys say? The Bullfrog recommended a couple of Jets to you guys. Yeah. Crowell and, and fucking and Noonway. And right after he said those, I believe Wiz's exact comment was, <laughs> what the fuck? Aren't we picking guys from good teams? And I think I mentioned that uh, the Lions' defense was like white toilet paper. Yeah, he did say that. And, uh, and they looked like it. <laughs> I went one and four in my fantasy matchups this week. I won in Dynasty, and that's it. How'd you guys do? Uh, I went three and oh. And, and one money in every one of your, di- in your dailies. Daily tripled up. Uh, uh, good week one, week two starting slow with Mixon and Collins and Ravens D. So I'm not uh, not quite as excited about week two, but uh, we're gonna make something happen on the I'm daily. Sure, I'm sure you'll come back. We're two and two. Wish we were done better, but I'm okay. The bottom line, folks, is this: listen to what Bullfrog says and ignore the rest of us for now. As, as, It'll as, change soon. It, I'm hoping. Uh, all right. Next thing, because that was depressing. It was so depressing that I think Wiz and I should both give you a shot for being so goddamn wrong. Wiz? I will take a shot because Bullfrog was definitely the most right. That's, that's what I'll take a shot for. You right. pour him up all as right. I get Let's to this go. next Let's thing go. because we also have... Oh, shit. We got another fossil we flew. Yahoo! All right. Thanks, little guy. <laughs> We got another review here, folks. This one comes from Rachel uh, on Podbean. This review was not necessarily on iTunes, which we'd prefer, <clears throat> but we'll take it on Podbean. <laughs> Here's what Rachel had to say. She says, my week wouldn't be nearly as awesome without hearing Dweez Nuts' voice. Ugh. You hear the love there, folks? She says, the commentary is great. The advice is generally correct, Bullfrog. <laughs> but they'll always have you laughing. It's an hour of hanging out with your favorite drinking buddies. Now listen, people. We've gotten nine reviews now. And that last line about an hour of hanging out with your favorite drinking buddies is probably my favorite line in any of the reviews. It's a good one. Thank you, Rachel. I'm having a good time. I'm having a good time, too. Yeah. Speaking of drinking buddies. But hurry up. Go. Let's take a shot, pal. Oh, delicious. This is called a shot? It's what the fuck are you it's drinking? Like Kool-Aid, buddy. Schnapps. Good God. Tastes good. It's peach schnapps. You All right, we want to do uh, <laughs> We want to do a stat of the week. Big whiz on his stat of the week. Now, James Conner, his first career start, led the league with 192 yards. And what other significant fantasy stat? It's got to be most touches. Yep. Yes, you're correct. Yeah. 30, 36, 36 of them. 36 touches. To put that in perspective, last year, there were only five players that had 36 more touches, and Bell had two of them. Yeah. That tells you what, if, if Connor plays in a time, what he could do. 
That tells the, you that Steelers' running backs are fucking valuable. The real, that, that, but does it make Bell that good? Or is it, like you said, no, right. does it mean it's, that the Steelers... Really, no, because it's D'Angelo Williams, it's yeah. Connor. It's Let me Le'Veon. give you what I think is the difference between Le'Veon Bell and James Connor. We know, because we've seen, Le'Veon Bell can sustain an entire year of production with that kind of workload. Sure. Can James Connor? I don't he beat cancer. <laughs> right? So, <laughs> fuck yeah. So maybe. Yeah, we'll see if he can. The point is that, like what Bullfrog just said, whoever is in that role, you should really buy into it. They're going to keep giving it to him. He's going to touch the ball a ton. The impressive part is they keep changing coordinators and doing it. Yeah. Now, how much of that last week was the weather? Any of it? How much of it last week was Big Ben's five interceptions? I I think that's part of it. Or four interceptions? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think Connor comes back down a little bit this week. I think I yeah, think this is twenty eight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think this is the week Big Ben wants to show. Okay. An A B. I think this is the week. Look out for those two fucking. Well, Connor was running. Said it. Connor is what running back one right now, right? Yes. Okay. And um, running back number one, hundred eighty two yards. I mean, he's. Fucking, that, that, that's ridiculous. It's a mean, lot of yards. It's, it's ton. And we talk about Adrian Peterson had, what, 27 touches? And he, yeah. he got fucking 3.7 yards per carry, whatever the fuck it was. Did you see he had like 60 yards receiving because he had a 50-some yard catch? Did you see that? I did not. No. AP, yeah. He had two for 60. One of them was like a 54-yarder. Hey, P, you said, you said it when he first came in. He's only, only gets a couple of yards per carry. And my response was what? If he's going to average if he touches the ball. If he's going to yep. touch the ball that many times, doesn't matter. And he went for almost 100 yards rushing, so apparently 60 So to the point, listeners, targets, touches. It's opportunity. Yes. How many times have I said it? Let's move on to the next thing. We're getting into week two here. Let's talk about these guys and what our listeners should do. What's the matter? Big boy can't get it up. All right, let's jump out here, guys. Remembering can't get it up. We're gonna we're gonna highlight for you some of the big name guys in fantasy. Some guys that you drafted really high. Some guys that you ex- you 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 lean on to win your league each week. And these are guys that we think are gonna give you a bit of a down week. Doesn't mean you need to sit them necessarily, but you need to temper your expectations. Uh, let's start right out of the gates and pick the fucking stud of all studs. At least in our preseason rankings, I got David Johnson as somebody that we really need to temper expectations <laughs> for. And it feels obvious after watching last week's Arizona game. Sam Bradford, who I said all offseason was a better quarterback than you expected, is just not. <laughs> <laughs> what, what if we disagree with anybody's picks? Can we, uh, can we chime in on that? Absolutely, you can chime in. But I, you, you could disagree with this if you want, but that team is garbage right now. Yeah, do you disagree with that? I'm okay with David Johnson this week. Well, obviously against Aaron Donald and Sue, yeah. this is the week that you want to challenge. We know what that. I ran. just said I'm okay. If I had him starting, I would be okay. I think he's going to be okay. Well, I think we, you have to, you have to start him regardless, right? We know what the Rams' defense looks like. We know that Sam Bradford is so fucking scared that defenses don't need to worry about him. You you just put like your colored jersey in front of him anywhere and within five yards, and he freaks out. Uh, and and what we know is, look, David Johnson only had 14 touches last week in in a game where That's they could not get it going. At all in the passing game. This includes catches. That's not the workload you need for David Johnson on a bad team. David Johnson will be fine if he can get 25 touches, even on a bad like team. Like most running backs. But 14? I just think that, I think he hit the floor. 
That's all that means. That like, might be his floor. I yeah. think he hit rock bottom week one. I just think it's got to be better. Even though it's the Rams' D, I think it's better. One of well, two it's... things has to happen here coming up. Either Sam Bradford has to settle in or Josh Rosen has to come in. Whenever though one of those two things happens, David Johnson will fucking skyrocket. Well, let's not forget, Bruce Arians did leave. That whole offense has changed. I mean, as good as David Johnson is, it might take a while to figure this offense out. All right, somebody hit me with another can't-get-it-up guy. Number one on both Bullfrogs and I list is Brady. Brady's going against Jacksonville. Jacksonville. The reason I I chose him was because in the AFC Championship game he had he had a seventy two point two quarterback rating. Um, his TDs came less than five minutes left in the fourth quarter. He's going against again a very good defense. Temper your expectations, folks. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's going to be playing the dink and dunk game. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not going to play him in a I'm not going to play him in a in a daily. So you've listed this Gronk here. Week. Next to him. Are you also concerned about Gronk? Yeah, I just think that Jacksonville's going to focus on him. I mean, if you're not focused on Gronk, then I just think you're a fucking stupid-ass defensive coordinator. Uh, did you? Was it you that said you th- you expect Ramsey to be do some work? He did. He did last time on they Gronk. played. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He matched up. From, I mean, Ramsey's big, got the size. Ramsey's yeah. a big guy. He's physical. So, uh, yeah. I mean, if I was a coordinator, I'd take Gronk out because what else, what else are you going to worry about? Well, you know? Amendola's gone. Let him dunk a little bit, right? White. Or Lewis is gone. Well, Dorsett, baby. Right? I mean, the point Cooks is, is that the guys that, they did, that Brady did count on last year aren't there. So yeah. he's Corey Coleman's there, for fuck's sake, now. <laughs> uh, let's see. Another Corey one. Uh, who else I got on my list here? We, we kind of talked about Devontae Adams already, but that's on my – he's on my list because he's beat up. He's got uh, Rhodes, you know, matching up with. Tough matchup. So I, I'm going to go with Luck and Hilton. I think, uh, I think those guys kind of underwhelmed this week. They're playing Washington, whose defense right now, again, last week they shut down the Cardinals. Uh, they got Josh Norman's probably going to be locking up Hilton. I think Norman's kind of a one-sided guy, so Hilton could move around a little bit. Uh, I think Luck will get okay, but, again, I don't think he goes crazy. So that's going to be my pick. All right, I've got a quarterback in here for you guys. It's Russell Wilson. You know, they're going up against the Bears. We saw that what that pass rush could do against Aaron Rodgers at least in the first half of last last week. You know, Mac makes a fucking difference. I know Russell Wilson excels at running around in the backfield and making things happen, but, you know, Baldwin's no longer there. Tyler Lockett's there, Brandon Marshall. These are the two big targets right now. Nick Vanette, Will Disley for, for uh, Russell Wilson. So, you know, he doesn't have his outlet in Doug Baldwin. I expect the pass rush to get after him this week. They're going to come balls blazing. Watch Roquan Smith just shadow Russell Wilson all week. We we saw him do it a little bit against Aaron Rodgers in just a few plays in the first half last week. I think I think the Bears are going to try to shut him down. And I think they'll be relatively successful. You know that offensive line is still garbage. So so, <laughs> so look out Wilson and and I'm scared to start him. And if I had any option in our dynasty league at all, I'd take it. But we don't. Do you know what only scares me about this pick here is. He's been running for his life. We know that. Yes. Can can those defensive yeah he's good at it and can those defensive backs actually guard player guard them long enough? They can guard Brandon Marshall long enough because he runs about as fast. Can as they I do can they guard Lockett? No. That's alarming to me because yeah. he's going to run in circles until Lockett gets open. Sure. Yeah, maybe maybe Penny has a good game out of the backfield receiving. You know that's what it, that's what it's going to take. Uh, but I like the Wilson as a. As a can't get it up guy. I'm Thank good. I'm you. Good All right. <laughs> the one, another one I went with was Cam Newton here. He's divisional game against the Falcons. 
Um, the Falcons, what you saw what they did to uh, Foles last week. He, he looked pathetic. He did. Um, last week against the Cowboys, Cam Newton threw for 160 yards, which is fucking, they, I think high school quarterbacks throw for more than that. But he ran um, for like 60, which makes my bust call and him not getting a lot of rushing <laughs> this year look really stupid. You're not worried about that. I'm not worried about it because I, I think, similar to what we just talked about with, uh, who was about learning a new offense, I think Cam Newton's the same thing right now. He, he's get, They're still figuring out that offense, just like the fucking Arizona Cardinals are. Look, uh, I, I know he may not be everybody's stud, but Carlos Hyde, starting running back, you, you drafted him in the fifth round. I don't think you could play him this week against New Orleans. I think the game script is going to cut him out of the game completely. Duke Johnson might be worth taking a look at as New Orleans is pissed off and they score 60 points in this game. The Browns are going to be playing catch-up all week. Carlos Hyde's not going to get it done. I've also got the Bucks, the entire Bucks offense <laughs> on here playing up against that Philadelphia defense, and they're clearly on a hangover. Look what happened last year in the playoffs when Minnesota won that Minnesota miracle game. They came back next week, and their offense couldn't do a goddamn thing. That's what happens after a big, unexpected performance. Teams teams play hungover. Uh, watch the Bucks do that. We talked about it in our Tuesday episode. Uh, Fitzpatrick is is spotty. You go off one week, and he's going to fall off the next week. So watch that happen. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust any Bucks players. We know Deshaun Jackson's out. Don't run out your Chris Godwins. I still think Mike Evans is going to be a tough play this week. Not a running back in that backfield to to speak of. And I don't like the tight ends yet either. This Philly defense is going to shut them down. So so far, besides Carlos Hyde, most of these guys and like Bucks offense have been really been guys that manage expectations about. Um, Carlos Hyde, Bucks offense. You you cannot you can not start those guys. Right? Sit. Yeah, sit them all. Similar, I mean, you, you have to play Evans because he's <clears throat> Evans. And look what happened last week when I said don't play him. But so I'm gonna sit him again. The guy I'm talking here is is, is McCoy. Um, we saw what McCoy did against the Ravens. What what did he put up? Not much. Forty yards. Couple, couple points. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Doesn't get any easier. This week he's going against the Chargers, who also have a very good defense. Uh, last week he had 16 carries, 49 yards, a 3.7 average. Could you tell our listeners to bench McCoy? Uh, I did last week, and I'll say it. I'll say it again. Would you? Would you tell them to bench him? I would this week. Yes, I think he's going to perform a lot better with Josh Allen under center than he did with Nathan because everybody fucking performs better when Nathan Peterman's not on the field. <laughs> Put him in his street clothes and the entire team gets a lot better. So I think he'll be better this week. But yes, I would sit him if he were on my roster for this week just yeah. to see how it goes with Allen against a tough defense. If he can if he can come out of that game looking halfway decent, making some good plays, then I'd feel better moving forward. Bottom lines we're still benching him this week though. I'd bench him. Yeah. I mean uh, Standard, I think he, I think he might approach seven or eight points in a standard, and maybe fourteen in PPR. So if you got somebody that can do more than that, then bench him. But if that's the best you got, then I think he. Yeah, can not, be a t- but not a terrible the, option in your flex if if you're yeah. in a situation like that because he's still gonna get the volume. I think he'll get a few more catches. I think he'll get a little better this week. I, I don't think. But the, the char- bar, but like your point is, is he's not as your starting running back. No, no, no. You're, no, you're, you're no, taking no, him out right, of that role, yeah, yeah. trying to fill. I mean, if you're starting running backs only scoring seven or eight standard in a fourteen, you're not doing so well. You're you're struggling either way. So, as a flex spot, it's depending on your roster depth, but. I'll be all right, either way. Speaking of the flex spot. Hide your kids. The boys are flex trafficking. That one is disturbing, just so you know. That one is kind of wrong. Yeah, I was going for disturbing on that one. I'm glad that it landed. 
Uh, let's talk that flex spot. Let's look at some guys who we think are ranked right now outside of the top 24, not somebody that maybe you even drafted at all that is worthy of a consideration for your flex spot. You might recognize some of these names from our waiver wire show on Tuesday. My first one is a guy that I picked up in my home league. I'm going to be starting him next to Melvin Gordon as my running backs one and two. This is Austin Eckler running back. They are going up against the Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo Bills, who's got fucking destroyed by the Ravens, a Ravens team that last night we got to see was made up of a bunch of human beings that were not, in fact, perfect at life. Uh, I think the Chargers offense runs up the score quickly here. Uh, I think Eckler ends up getting a lot of work in that fourth quarter. Wouldn't surprise me at all if Melvin Gordon didn't touch the field in the fourth quarter much the same way that Alex Collins didn't touch the field much in the fourth quarter last week. Uh, Eckler had 10 touches a week ago, which wasn't a lot, but he was very efficient with those 10 touches. He put up some really nice numbers, uh, both in the receiving game and on the on the ground. I think he ran five carries for, what, 60 yards? Was that wrong? Look that up. How uh, many he had 60 receiving, I think. He may be 30-ish. Okay, but he looked, he looked good. Scored a touchdown last week. I expect him to get more work this week as they're at fucking blowing out the Buffalo Bills, and I'm running both of those two running backs out. So well, 39 on the ground, 87 in the air. Well, I rounded off. I, I, I gave an average there. Uh, who you guys got? Who you like in your flex spot? We talked about him earlier. Uh, Dante Pettis. Mm-hmm. Um, again, they're playing the fucking Detroit Lions. Which... Clearly, apparently, it's garbage. I don't know if you guys saw fucking uh, Bullfrog's fucking pick at a, a Noonway last week. He fucking destroyed people. And Robbie Anderson caught a touchdown, right? Numerous players caught touchdowns. Uh, Pettis is going to start in Goodwin's place. He's a good start here. He's a good, he's a good flyer. Did you mention Anunua when you were talking? Not, Not yet. yet. Oh, oh you just started with your first guy? Don't throw in there. No, no, no. I'm going to go with Nelson Aguilar. I think uh, I think this is the week. You know, he's coming off 10 targets, about three yards average per target. He's facing the He's facing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are down a handful of starting corners already this season. Uh, we saw what the Saints receivers did to them last week. I think this is the week Aguilar lets the speed show for at least one. <laughs> But I'll call it two touchdowns this week. It's uh, written in stone because the Bullfrog said it. That's my I've got Aguilar everywhere. Please give me those two touchdowns. He's going to be my play of the week on, uh, fan, on Daily, I think. Wow. That's high praise, folks. Nelson Aguilar. Write it down. Go ahead, Wiz. Another one? I'm going to take Emmanuel Sanders against the Raiders. You think you're looking for a repeat performance? Um, manage expectations again. They're going to go against the Raiders, right? Raiders then gave up to Cooper Cup. Uh, Cook went fucking off. Mm-hmm. Um, I think again he's going to be a streamer, so a guy that you can you can you can flex with. Yeah, I I like that call. The Raiders are awful. How many times do I have to say it? John Gruden is awful. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do have Quincy Nunwa in here. He was my number one waiver priority all week, and I picked him up in every league that I could. This is for opportunity alone. He had 10 targets in a game where Sam Darnold threw the ball 23 times. That's half the fucking targets, guys. Sam Darnold this week came out and said, Quincy Inunua is easy to throw to. That's what you want 
from a rookie quarterback. He's looking for somebody that's easy to throw to, that he's comfortable throwing the ball to. Uh, I believe one of our followers, DCIM Media, at DCIM Media, said something about Quincy Anunue being the biggest guy in the field. I will put this out there. He is shorter than all of the other starting receivers on this team. He's they say only he runs six, like a running back. 6'2", but he's, uh, built he's like a, a big, fucking stocky house, fucking yeah. dude. Uh, so he's a big target, so you're not wrong there. He's a big target in the middle, can use his body, can make catches, uh, can make contested catches. This is this is a young quarterback's wet dream, Quincy Anuno. We talked about him a little bit in the offseason. Last year when he played, he looked awesome. Last week when he played, he looked awesome. He was 15th in targets among all the wide receivers in the league last year. And again, his quarterback threw the ball 23 times. As that number rises, you can expect Quincy Anuno, not Robbie Anderson, to be the guy to own on this team. I know they're going to be shorter passes, Nelson Aguilar-esque. But fuck, man, if you throw the ball to him... 40% of the time, that's impressive. 10 to 15 times a game, he's going to catch the majority of those. I bet his I bet his catch rate ends up somewhere somewhere around 72% at the end of the year, which is amazing for a guy that's going to get 100 targets. Yeah, I mean, I got. I think I've been talking up Ununua since we did our wide receiver rankings show. I'm pretty sure I was high on him way back then if he was going to be healthy. And one of the best things he's got going for him is that Robbie Anderson is considered their number one receiver, mm-hmm. which means Anunua gets your second-tier fucking corner. So, for example, last week, Slay covering Anderson. The one touchdown Anderson got was when Slay was hurt, and Anunua was just picking on all your was other fucking the, That was shit. the only catch Robbie Anderson had. It may yeah, have he been. didn't do much. I right. think he might have been one of them he had nothing. three targets. Right. Slay the next most targets on that team Three. Yeah. Right. And Slay's a, a prototypical shutdown corner. You know, he's rate, rated pretty high. So, again, this week, the Dolphins have Xavier Howard, who is... Uh, <laughs> there you go. That's the call. <laughs> you know, last week I talked about him guarding Corey Davis. Corey Davis did get a lot of targets, but he only caught, what, less than half of them? Yeah, not good. Uh, and, again, I don't know. Maybe Xavier Howard is going to be matching up with Robbie Anderson again, which leaves a Nunoa facing against a lesser corner. So, again... And Nuno is going to have another opportunity, and I think he's a very talented guy. Line him up. Yeah. Put him in your flex. In there. Give me another guy. James White. James White. All in on James White as well, Wiz. I think he's a good flex option here, folks. We know what Deion Lewis and him both did in the AFC Championship game last year. Um, expect the same, right? We, we know what we know. Ramsey's going to take out Gronk. We know that is still running around out there somewhere, but he's not going to be on James White. So what do you expect a lot of? To fucking Brady to fucking check down and get rid of the ball. James White. You're not concerned at all if Sony Michelle comes back into the field this week. We don't know if he's going to play. Sony Michelle, even if he comes back, the fact of the matter is Burkhead's fucking in concussion, or he's in concussion protocol. Guess who's not? James White will be there and he'll be get probably see the most snaps. Yeah. yeah. Opportunity. Michelle will be eased back into it. Yes. For sure. As a rookie. I got, I got to give you two here, guys. Uh, two Saints that I think you could start here. Michael Thomas is going to be... Uh, uh, this is a flex option? Michael Thomas? No, no, no. Oh. I mean, let me finish here. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> what? Bitch. Uh, Michael Thomas is going to be covered by Ward. You know, if you followed Ward last mm-hmm. week for the Browns there, he did a pretty good job uh, covering Antonio Brown, who we've talked about on the show is probably the you know most talented, best mm-hmm. route-running receiver in the game. So if you put uh, Ward on Thomas, I'm looking at Ted Ginn and... 
Mr. Old Man Ben Watson to have a really, really good showing this week. You're high on Ben Watson. I'm fucking high on Ben Watson. He's going in my my daily lineups, guys. Like I said earlier, in that daily tight end spot, you go big or you go fucking low. And I ain't going Gronk this week. I did last week. Worked. Paid that fucking money, baby. You're going low this week. Ben Watson, put him on your radar as that low-cost tight end. Okay. Both of them. I mean, Ginn had a big week last week. Why not do it again? In a week where I think New Orleans is going to score 60 points. How about Brandon Marshall, Seattle Seahawks wide receiver that led the team in targets last week, 6-4 to four over Tyler Lockett, the guy that everybody sort of expected to be the one behind Baldwin when Baldwin inevitably went down. It wasn't. It was Brandon Marshall, and half of his targets were in the red zone where we expected when they signed Brandon Marshall, we said he's a touchdown guy only. And they three times they threw it to him in the red zone, right? Uh, we know Will Disley, who was the leading receiver on that team last week. He's not the guy. He's not going to be the guy. Don't expect it. I, t- I told you last week. I told you on Tuesday to write him off. And do it. Uh, Brandon Marshall is going to score a touchdown this week. Uh, and gonna, against gonna, the Bears, it's going to be one, yeah, it's going to be one of those touchdowns where uh, you know he, Russell Wilson's running for his life and he just tosses it up because what Brandon Marshall does is the fifty-fifty jump ball. Better than a lot of receivers in a league over the last 10 years. Use his body to block him out. That's what he's going to do. He's going to score at least one touchdown. I don't expect his yardage to be up real high ever. But, uh, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he had two this this week. I mean, that's at Chicago on a Monday night. you got to think Marshall's playing right, up so, for that game. So so here's my bold prediction. Two touchdowns for Brandon Marshall this Ooh. week against the Bears. I like that. I like that. And, you're, and you're, you're saying don't start Russell Wilson. Don't start because that's all they're going to score. Right. He's going to throw two yeah, touchdowns. Tricky there. They're both going to go to Brandon there, Marshall. You caught him on that one. That's a little 100, dicey. 170 <laughs> yards, two touchdowns is not a start-worthy Russell Wilson. Not for Russell Wilson, no. That's it, huh? That's it. Yeah, that's it. And he's going to throw an interception or two. Probably to Khalil Mack because he's a <laughs> fucking monster. Anybody else we want to throw in this segment? Yeah, I think Corey Davis is worth talking about. He had 13 targets last week. 14. 14, sorry. And uh, Delaney Walker went out. That's a long Right? Delaney Walker's out. Gone. Done. So, he's going to get more, right? Need more. Got to. Next one, Mike Williams. The reason I'm picking Mike Williams here is going against the Bills. Um, Last week, the Bills let three different receivers catch TD. Expect the same here. Okay. Uh, Just real quick before we move on to the next thing. Both Bullfrog and I listed uh, Philip Lindsay here. Philip Lindsay, who was, you know, the big surprise of the week. Uh, comes out and, and gets it done running back for the uh, Denver Broncos. Had as many touches. We talked about this on Tuesday. Had as many touches, as many yards as Royce Freeman. We think he's legit. To me, watching him is like watching Danny Woodhead. Again, a great fantasy running back, if not a necessarily always a great NFL running back. Although he did a lot of good work. So so I, I expect Philip Lindsay to be pretty good. A lot of people, you, he's likely not available in your league anymore as he was a darling of the waiver wire this week. But uh, if you got him, you know, throw him in your flex. See what happens. All right, let's move on to the next segment here. How can we win some fuckers some money? Daily Deep Throat. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, here's your favorite segment of the fucking show. Trying to win you guys some money. Here's the guys I'm targeting this week. Uh, I'm still not exactly sure how I'm going to mix all these combinations together. But uh, 
My quarterbacks I'm looking at this week are Big Ben at home. I mentioned him earlier. I think this is his coming out party for this season. Uh, you know, struggled week one. People talking shit. He's a little beat up, though. He's got a bad elbow, but from what I read, he full practice today. First time this week. So I think that means he'll be on track to play. Uh, Alex Smith is kind of my dark horse, low-cost guy that I'm looking at against the Colts. Again, mentioned many times that the Colts' defense is fucking shitty. Um, yeah, so Alex Smith, if you want to put a bunch of high-cost guys in there, that's your boy. Running backs, here's your list. Gurley, Gordon, and McCaffrey, if you're looking for high price guys. Lower-tier guys looking to squeeze in some flex action would be James White, Tevin Coleman, Deion Lewis, and Chris Thompson. I love all those guys this week. Let me pause you there and just make sure that people know Devontae Freeman out this week. So Absolutely. Tevin Coleman, we've seen him in replacement of the Freeman before. If he gets his touches plus Freeman's, that feels like great value. Yeah, and I think out of those four, I think Coleman's... The- he might be the cheapest oh. at like fifty nine hundred. White and cheaper Luke. than James White. Yeah, White's over six now. I think. What the fuck? Let me let me actually give a fact check here. I can open up my FanDuel real fast here. Whether he's the cheapest or not, he might be the guy that I trust the most. Yeah, Coleman? those four. Coleman's at fifty nine. Those four last guy. Uh, uh, White's at fifty nine as well. So I guess those two guys are even. Who's got a tougher matchup? Coleman against the fucking. Panthers or White against the Jaguars? Yeah, they're both tough. Maybe but, the Jaguars uh, is a tougher matchup. I would think I, so. I might just, well, I guess. Also, Coleman with all of the running back work. Right. Versus So that's, that's a legit coin toss. You have to pick. Those guys are exact same amount of money. So you could swap one or the other. So you're going to have to make a tough pick. So moving on, wide receivers. Really, I've got four guys on my list right now. Uh, so really... We start three in FanDuel, so it's going to be a combination of these four, I'm, I'm thinking, unless I hear some late news on somebody. Antonio Brown, Jarvis Landry, again, Cleveland has the Saints, what? and we all know the Saints have Marshawn Lattimore, who we thought last week was going to shut down Mike Evans. He failed to do so on one long catch. I think this week he probably covers Josh Gordon. Sure. Which makes Jarvis Landry the go-to guy for uh, Tyrod Taylor. And on a team where I think they're going to have to throw a ton exactly. to keep up with New Orleans. So I think I think he's going to do a lot of blessings to that Saints defense. It's going to bless the shit out of We got Aguilar, as I already mentioned. Ted Ginn Jr., as I already mentioned. Those are my four receivers I'm mixing in there. Tight ends. Looking at uh, Jordan Reed as your highest price guy. Uh, George Kittle as your number two price guy. And again, my sleeper pick of the week, Ben Watson. For that tight end. Well, Aguilar was my ultimate pick of the week. but Sleeper pick, pick, low value pick of the week is going to be Ben Watson. Defenses, looking at the Rams, the Broncos, and the Chargers. If you want to go cheap, check out those Jets at home against the Dolphins. Remember those three first three names he listed for later in this show. I think it's going to come up again. If the Jets can steal another fucking team's hand signals and fucking return three touchdowns, it's a great buy. If they can do that again, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Our new segment, you haven't heard this segment yet, but we're going to throw it in here because it starts to become extraordinarily important. Now that's a stream. Sounds like the Big Wiz. It does sound a lot like it, but I took it right off the recording from Studio B uh, a handful of weeks ago. Yeah, it's time to talk streamers, guys. There's three positions that 
I recommend streaming as often as you can. I think uh, there's plenty of you that do it. Quarterback, tight end, defenses. We're just going to run through a handful of names that we like. These are guys way down on the list who we think can step up and perform this week. So if you're streaming quarterbacks, we'll start there. Who do we like? I'm going to jump out of the gates here and say I like Eli Manning. 24% owned in Yahoo, so he's available in your league more likely than not. Uh, Look, Eli Manning is on a team, and we, we've been saying it all offseason, he's on a team full of stud fucking players that are all going to perform. We expect we expect Odell Beckham to perform. Sterling Shepard's going to get his. Evan Ingram's going to get his as well. Uh, Saquon Barkley, if he can figure out where the fuck he is on a Sunday, uh, he's going to start catching those passes as well. I think Eli Manning really turns it on this week. Uh, I think they get it done. Yes. Uh, who are they playing? I didn't write Dallas. This down. Yeah, the Cowboys shut down Sunday Cam- night. The Cowboys shut down Cam last week, but the Cowboys are terrible. The Cowboys' offense is fucking terrible. Dak is a terrible quarterback. So I expect Eli to be on the field plenty. Lots of three and outs for Dallas, which means Eli's going to have plenty of opportunity to find all of his weapons, and they're going to start to put it together this week. So I think he's a great play. What do y'all like streaming? I need Eli to fucking connect with Odell. Like I need a BJ, but... uh... Always. Yeah, we'll save that for later. But uh, anyway, <laughs> after my fucking 16-point outburst with four guys playing last night, that's good stuff. Anyway, mine's going to be Alex Smith. Mentioned earlier. Colts defense. Play him. Uh, play fucking Alex Smith if you need a fucking last-minute quarterback because Aaron Rodgers is on the shelf or something's going on. Plug Alex, your boy Smith, in. Who's MW? Mark. Yeah, there you this go. Supposed to be B W. Big Wiz. Big Wiz. Who you got? Who you like? Um, I agree with you on Manning. I there's just too many studs in that field that he will not succeed. That it's not possible for him not to succeed. Yeah, and it was okay last week, but they're going to start to get it going. <clears throat> Correct. He went against best defense last week. Um, the other one I really like here is Case Keenum. Going, ag- I mean, he went against the fucking Seahawks last week. And he's going against the Raiders this week, right? Bad defenses, bad defenses. What's going to change? Not a thing. All right. Now, Keenum threw three interceptions last week. Does that concern you? Again, we're talking about streamers, right? If he gets me 20 points, I'll take three it all touchdowns day and Three interceptions. We're okay with it. I picked up Keenum this week. I dropped I, I, I dropped Matt Ryan, picked up Keenum, and I'm putting Keenum in. Mm-hmm. So I like that call. How about Tyrod Taylor? Tyrod Taylor? Tyrod Taylor? Tyrod Taylor? <laughs> you know, I mentioned it earlier. I kind of alluded to it. New Orleans is going to go off at home this week after last week's embarrassing performance. Uh, I think they're going to score 60, which means the Browns have to try to keep up. Yes, last week the Browns' offense was disappointing, but again, whatever 25-mile-an-hour winds, pouring rain the whole time, even so Tyrod Taylor performed. I think he was a top-15 quarterback last week, and some of that came down to his 70 rushing yards and rushing touchdown. Regardless of what happens in the game, uh, he's going to get his rushing yards, which which help at your quarterback position. He's going to score at least one rushing touchdown this week. But I also think the Browns are going to have to air it out. They've already said Josh Gordon's going to play a lot more this week. We, they expect the coaching staff does it for Gordon to get more looks. So look for some deep balls, maybe some deep ball touchdowns, even if he's being blanketed by Lattimore. It's just going to be a high-scoring game, quarterbacks in high-scoring games, especially quarterbacks that are relatively accurate. I like Tarot this week. Tight ends. At the tight end position, who are we streaming? I like Jonu Smith, 11% owned. We know that Delaney Walker went down. He is done. 
altogether. So John Smith might be somebody. He's 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 a guy that's next in line to take over this role, a role that we know is important to Marcus Mariota. Delaney Walker has always been really good with Mariota. I think John Smith, who is a talented guy, I think it was a fourth round pick or something. Uh, last, not this previous year, but the year before, I think he's going to step in and get his targets. Uh, you know, last week against Houston, Gronk went off for a bunch of yards. I know it's Gronk, but still, Houston let the tight end get open. Johnu Smith has the potential to get open like Gronk did. He's very athletic. He can run a nice route. Mar- yes, Mariota's banged up. We already expect from the coach- coach's statements that Castle's likely to play again. I think I don't uh, think it matters which guy Castle. steps in. Gabbert. That's a yeah, Gabbert. Gabbert's likely to step in as well, play along with Mariota. I think the tight end position, John and Smith. I don't think it really matters which of the two of them is in there. He's going to get some targets and opportunity, which is what John U. Smith has this week. Is is clutch. You know who I really think benefits from Walker going out maybe the most? Who's that? Your boy. Dion. Motherfucking. I think Lewis. it's going to be Dion Lewis. That's woo. Tight yeah, sorry to bring that up, but uh, so again, we're gonna bring you know, up. You know my tight end streamer. You know who it is, listeners. You fucking know. If you've been listening to the last don't, fucking don't hour, tell him again because you don't want to give him. You, you, you fucking know already. Listening. Fucking whiz, who you got? <laughs> Doyle. I'm going Jack Doyle over here. What? What was Eric, that? Was that baby? They're you both, like Doyle? They both had touchdowns, right? Uh, and Doyle had more targets. Yep. I, I think Doyle scored a touchdown. I think he had a fumble. I know that. I think that reduced his points. Uh, but I think he had the most targets. That's the reason I'm, I'm going with Doyle. Okay. That's fair. Let's look at the defense position. Who wants to get us going? Uh, I already mentioned him earlier as a, a low price option as far as daily. The Jets. You know, if I wanted to stream a defense and I talked to you fucking Dewey's Nuts last night about sitting the Ravens D, picking up the Jets but and starting them. I didn't do it because I'm a fucking <laughs> pussy. <laughs> And there's the Ravens sitting as my starting defense on all three of my season-long teams. Negative one, negative one, and zero. Thank you very much. We might outperform him this week. Motherfuckers. He didn't sound so good. Why are you buying so much in the Jets? Home game, if you watch the game, man, they made the Lions look like shit. So, again, I don't know if it was just the Lions because they are shit or if the Jets looked that strong, powerful, and fast. I didn't think the Jets looked that impressive defensively until all of a sudden, like... Except for the five... Well, but they they happened, like, repeatedly, right? They happened, like, in the second second quarter. Yeah, but they were in Stafford's face hitting him all night. I mean, I thought... Stafford made some dumb decisions. Well, after the game, you know, the Jets linebacker said, yep, based on their formations, we knew every play they were running. And And we were in in Stafford's head all night. All right. So maybe that's why they look so good. (laughs) We've got more show, guys. I've got the New York Giants as my streaming option. Dallas, like I said earlier, is awful. Dak is fucking awful. The Dallas Cowboys offensive line is just garbage. All Dallas has... All the Giants have to do is slow Zeke down a little bit. And they, they won't have to worry about being on the field very often as a defense. I expect a lot of three and outs for Dallas. Um, turnovers for Dallas. I, I think the Giants, as a team in general, are a team that you can roll every fucking butt. Dallas might be one of these teams where I start to say, if you've got people playing against the Cowboys, put them on your fucking starting roster. Because they're bad. They're bad. They're bad. <laughs> we talk- If you remember our running back rankings show... When that original show, Wiz had Elliott way up there, we mentioned that we thought Dallas could potentially be one of the worst offenses in the league. Damn, we said the same with David Johnson. We Did, did we? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Who's but your star? He's a better receiving back, though, so that adds a little extra. Who's your streaming up? Yeah, the reason I didn't take that bet that we just <laughs> talked about is because I am taking the Texans. Um, the Texans are going against fucking the Titans. Titans, like we just talked about, Mariota's got a bum fucking elbow. They just fucking lost Walker. Um, they have one receiver. Their offense, Titans' offense just isn't good. The Texans still have a good defense. Expect them to perform. They might actually put up some points for you. Okay. So, so you liked my pick on that low-scoring game, maybe? Yeah, I did. That was, that was good. Thanks, buddy. They're your streamers at the quarterback, tight end, and defense position. If you're struggling or unsure about your guys in those spots, go look at your waiver wire. All those fuckers are going to be available. You can take your damn pick. Probably listen to the Bullfrog first if you can because... <laughs> The track record shows that he's just better than us. All right, a couple more things before we're done with this show, which I told you guys is going to be an hour and a half, right? Yep, come on. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Couple of listener questions coming to us uh, this week. First is uh, chin music. Yeah, chin music. I, I, chin, chin music. Oh, this is the easiest fucking listener question I've ever chin had. Chin music's right here. got a question. The easiest. Okay. okay. Yeah. Here's what he says. She, I have three flex spots and then the following players to fill them. So we got to pick three guys. It's a full PPR Sterling Shepard, Amari Cooper, Nelson Aguilar, Tevin Coleman. We got to start three out of those four. Who are you sitting? Might be the easier way to ask it. Can I start? Because Amari Cooper's fucking <laughs> awful. His coach all but said it right after that game. He said something like, you know, it might be harder than we thought to get Amari Cooper going because he fucking sucks. Shepard, Aguilar, and Coleman. Aguilar and Coleman are 100% starts. It's oh. really between Shepard and Amari Cooper. For me. For me? If this was my team, I'd start Aguilar, Coleman, and then I'd find someone else on the fucking waiver wire. <laughs> Because I don't have much faith in okay. Cooper. And so Chin Music wrote a question. you got to help the, yeah. the listener out, Chin Music. I just told I, you I, that. I told him my advice. Find I, someone else. I, just, so give him an idea. Give him an option of somebody who's probably available everywhere. Pettis? You think about it for a few minutes. <laughs> so I just told <laughs> you, I think the Giants and all their weapons are going to perform this week. Sterling Shepard is one of those weapons. I actually don't... I disagree with Bullfrog here. I think I don't think any of these options are that bad. Um... I th- I think nuts is correct out of the out of the three four of those players. Cooper's probably the the least reliable. He has the lowest floor. He also might have the highest ceiling with Aguilar. Um, Cooper did go up against fucking Marcus Peters and fucking goddamn Akib Talib, whatever the fuck his name is. Um, last week, right? He had a tough matchup. I do know that that uh, Carr missed him repeatedly in deep throws that he could have hit him. Oh. Before. Did, I, I texted you guys earlier this week. Derek Carr's QB rating, QBR, when throwing to his receivers last week. This blows my mind. So that scale of 0 to 100, 0. 0.4 when throwing to receivers. That, I get week. that part, but I mean, like, Cooper, yeah. Cooper was open on throws, and he just he, he checked down and got rid of the, threw the ball somewhere else. Hey, do you know where he threw it when he checked down? No, probably Jared Cook because he went Jer- fucking off. Jalen Richard had 10 targets, 11 targets. Jalen Rashard, I've said that name before. So going to say it again. I think Shim Music, his team isn't that bad. I probably would go Shepard, 
Aguilar and Coleman as well. All right, I think Bullfrog has an option for you, Chin Music. If you don't want to start Shepard because you like him better than us, which you should, because based on last week, he's way better at this than we are. Yeah, we're just picking Shepard because of the fucking Giants, right? And the he's team he's playing for. He's the NR Dynasty team. Yeah, I mean... I already mentioned fucking names already. Ted Ginn fucking Jr. There you go. That's, really? that, that's not a bad pick. Ted Ginn that's, Jr. That's I'm talking about those guys right now. Drop um, Sterling Shepard. Would you, would, you, yeah, would you drop Shepard? I guess I'd have to drop Shepard as of now, yeah. All right. A lot of mouths to feed. I still like Shepard and his talent, but again. Low, low you, need a, you, you need a play for the week. I mean, this is a weekly matchup. You need a win to this week. You go with someone that's got that potential. I like Ginn if, you, if he's out there. Right? That'll work. All right, old, old friend of the show, regular contributor to the show, Chat Chan has a question for us right off of Twitter. He says, if Rodgers is out, clearly he's got Rodgers. We mentioned this earlier. If he's out, which quarterback should he pick up and play? He lists some options for us that are available in his league. Here are his options. Dak, Marcus Mariota, Bortles, Manning, Dalton, Tyrod Taylor, Tannehill, or Bradford. If you had to pick one of those guys to pick up and have on your roster just in case Aaron Rodgers is out, which one would it be? I'll start because you already know my answer, guys. Tyrod Taylor and Eli Manning were my streams of the week. Either one of those two. Look look at the matchups. Look at the games that you got going on. Pick which one you like better. Dallas's defense played better last week than New Orleans did. New Orleans' offense is likely to play way fucking better than Dallas's this week. So kind of make that determination. But either one of those two guys, for me, is head and shoulders above the rest of this list. So you went with your boys Manning and Taylor again? I did. I mean, I, I can't disagree with you. The one other guy I would take into consideration this week is Blake Bortles. Uh, you know, we know he's got a track record of being a solid fantasy quarterback, this is whether a, you believe in this guy or not. <laughs> this is after the, the Patriots shut Deshaun Watson down, the yeah. second quarterback drafted on everybody's fantasy but, board. But, yeah. but, but you know the Patriots are going to focus on Fournette. They're going to take Fournette out of the game. They're going to make Bortles beat them. Fournette, sure. Bortles is definitely the, 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 the least yeah. explosive option here. And, and we've seen the New England defense get abused, you know, these last couple seasons here and there. You know, last year was week one. This year, week one, they came out and played well against Watson. You know, maybe this is the week that uh, they give up some points. Again, I don't know. That might be the riskiest of the plays, so I guess it depends on your matchups. If it's looking like you might be fucking get your ass kicked, you know, try a Bortles or maybe a Manning. Those might be the two highest scoring guys, I would say. Well, unfortunately, Chap Chan, I hope you did start the fucking Red Rocket. You know, the red right. rifle? No, because he just sent it tonight at nine o'clock, so he didn't. <laughs> this is this was just a picture of the wavered list. Available. Oh, if only, man, if only, if only yeah. they played the red rifle. Um, yeah, if Rodgers is out, I do not like Dak against the, the Giants, as nuts already said. Mariota against the Texans, I think that's an also bad matchup. May not even play the whole game. Yeah. yeah, Bortles against we just said Bortles against New England is a decent matchup, and I also do like Manning against. Uh, the fucking goddamn Dallas Cowboys are a bad team. Um, the rest of them, I'm not. Bradford, I would Oof. fucking immediately remove off that list in a heartbeat. That's not considerable. So, so as you guys have been talking, I, I narrowed my answer down. I know I just gave you two, but I think the guy on this list, and this was to 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 Bullfrog's point. You know, kind of depends on what you need from your quarterback. But 
If you are looking and you need a quarterback that's going to score you a whole bunch of points like Aaron Rodgers would, which if you drafted Rodgers, you probably don't have the greatest <laughs> rest of roster. Good point, good point. Pick somebody who's who's likely to go mm. off this week. And to me, the guy that is most likely to score the biggest point total on this list. Red Rifle! It's Tyrod Taylor. Because I Killer Manning. And I said, I've said it three or four times already on the show. It's going to be a really high-scoring game. So he's going to be airing it out. And whether he does well throwing the ball or not, he's going to run every week. So his floor is high anyway. I think he's got the highest floor of all these guys as a running quarterback. But I think this week, especially against a New Orleans team that's ready to go fucking ape shit, Tyrod Taylor is going to score a lot. only thing that's going to know Taylor is he was sacked, what, six, seven times last week? The, the, the fucking goddamn Saints also have a good line. Mm-hmm. They're also going to get after him. Um, is he going to be sacked a lot? Is he going to throw a lot of interceptions? That, that's my own... I mean, to your point, who has the most upside? Probably Taylor. I think Manning's also right there with him. Yeah, I just... I can't see the Saints being as shitty as they were last week. Yeah, I, that's kind of how I'm, I'm going. But, I mean, I agree with you on a lot of things. But it's like, man, they gave up, what, 48? <laughs> yeah. I think the worst they can give up is maybe 28 this week. But again, if you can get all those from Taylor, that's a pretty good week. In hindsight, you could be picking the fucking Saints two weeks in a row and be like, wow, they have the fucking weakest schedule going into week one and week two. All right, guys, last thing we want to do for you this week, we're looking at Pick'em. We are in a survivor pool. Two out of the three of us got one of our three strikes already. But we're going to go ahead and give you our picks this week. Who you got. Yeah, so who you got. So which teams did we pick? And last week we picked the Lions, Ravens, and Saints. Boom! The Lions suck. Uh, the Saints in the biggest upset of the week, and the Ravens clearly got it done. So once again, Bullfrog was right, the only one of the three of us. Uh, this week I'm picking the Los Angeles Chargers because we saw what the Ravens did to the Bills last week. And after last night, I don't think the Ravens are that good of a team, which means the Bills are just that fucking bad. The Chargers being my Super Bowl pick feels like the safest in the in the schedule this week. Give me the Chargers. Give me both of the running backs on the Chargers to do some work. Just also just to clarify in week thirty or episode thirty three, mm-hmm. you did rip one of the listeners and say, Do not start two receivers on the same team. You're playing against yourself. Yes. Are you are you playing against yourself? I am much more interested in starting two running backs in a great matchup than two receivers on a team ever because you know, running backs get a lot more opportunity than receivers in a given week. And they're both both pass catchers. Yeah. And Last they, week they both, both had five catches. I mean, get, that's as much as a receiver get it done in right two there. different phases of this game. I understand this is not something I would do almost ever. <laughs> but on this Chargers team, with these two running backs against this fuck shit yeah, I, I, I think that side of it. It's not so much the Chargers team. It's the fucking team they're playing against. It's the, is uh, garbage. It's, it's just a perfect storm of things for these this backfield. I hope. I fucking hope. <laughs> right. I mean, you're not looking to... In, his, in that God situation, it's hope. not a daily situation, all right? Because if you're doing that, you're not ho- you're not going to get the top scoring running backs. Yeah. He's hoping for va- you know twenty points out of both instead of forty out of one. Mm-hmm. You know that's what he's hoping for. Yeah. And twenty points out of two running backs, that's a fucking good score that's if you can good. get that. Uh, as far as the pickums, I've got the. You know, Dwee's nuts doesn't take my fucking advice. He doesn't want to listen. He's taking Chargers on the road. I hope Give it doesn't bite team. him in the ass it's again. Not it is the Bills, so we'll see. Uh, hopefully, you know, Florence isn't making her way up there. We're good, buddy. <laughs> I'm going with the Rams. The Rams at home. Wiz, what you got? Feels like the the most obvious pick of the week, which is yeah. fine. Yeah, that's a team that we should take in last week. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Broncos against the Raiders. 
at home. Um, I'm kind of terrified because it's a divisional game. I don't like picking those in general. Yeah, I would say divisional games tend to be a little more crazy. Yeah, and I don't like picking it. But this was the only team that that still fit that category. That, that not copying you guys in that same in that same team. So yeah. I would tell you this in our fantasy league, twelve teams. Right, we do a, a survivor pick. The one guy one week, very first week, it's over. Everyone else picked the fucking Saints Holy and the Lions. Shit. This guy picked. I think he picked the Rams. One week. One week. Over. It is over. Yeah, well, we were in a 210-person league, and half, <laughs> half of them were gone after week <laughs> one. So there was a, you know, the obvious options didn't turn out to be so obvious. Week two, I think we're going three and zero, guys. In fact, I think every one of my calls this week on this entire episode are going to be fucking spot on. Wow, I'm taking Bullfrog's role first for week two. All right, we are done finally. These shows are just going to get longer and longer as we get more and more drunk through the season. Shots are going to be flowing. We didn't make any bets this week. Last chance. Anybody want to make a bet with me about anything at all this week? Yeah. Do you want to make any more, like, Kenyan Drake bets? I think Tyrod Taylor is going to outperform Eli Manning. Who wants it? Keelan Cole. Let's make a Keelan Cole bet. I like Keelan Cole. What do you you want against Keelan Cole? I bet he goes less than 72 yards. It's a bet. Yay! There we go. We got one for the yeah! All right, fuckers. I got to go fuck off, and so do you. Ooh, I was about to throw another one at you, too. What are you going to do? I was going to tell him Blake Bortles was going to outscore Tyrod Taylor. We got, uh, we got another bet. I got to interrupt the drop because Bullfrog wants a piece. Bullfrog, <laughs> what do you want? Blake Bortles outscores Tyrod Taylor. Ooh. Okay. It's a bet. Yay! Definitely got out for Blake Borders. Okay, now we're really leaving. Uh, so once again, fuck off, good people. Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. Do us a favor by subscribing on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, and share our Facebook page. And leave reviews everywhere to let people know just how much you love us. We'll see you back next week to make more of your fantasies come true.